I'm Patrick Medivy, host of ITM, and today we're going to talk about retirement and Social Security and the history of it. How did it get started? Who came up with this idea? Why are we giving this out to people? How did it go from something small of helping people out to what it is today to the point where it's ballooned? Maybe America won't even be able to afford to offer Social Security to people. So again, if you got a 401k, if you got a defined benefit plan, if you're planning on retiring on time, you do not want to miss today's how-to. The first thing we're going to look at is life expectancy at the time where Social Security was introduced versus actual age of retirement for 100% benefits. Here's what it looks like. 1935, FDR introduces Social Security, right? Age of retirement for 100% benefits was 65, but the life expectancy for the average male in America was 59.9 years, which means barely 60, which means 5.1 years short of 65, which means the average male is never going to see these benefits. Now, the average female was 63.9, which is still a shortage of 1.1 years, at a time where the population in America was 127 million. Now, this continues if you go through it, 1945, still 65, but the life expectancy goes up to 63.6, which is still short. Average female life expectancy was 67.9, which means now the average female gets to enjoy the benefits for about 2.9 years. Population was 139, right? Now, when you continue in 1955, the age of retirement, 100% benefits goes to 66. Then a male life expectancy goes up. Now they're seeing benefits of it for about 0.7 years. And the average female's life expectancy, 72.8. They get to live 6.8 years enjoying retirement benefits from Social Security. And then as you go down, it bumped down a little bit. And then it came back up. Well, today, at around 2016, the average life expectancy for a male is 76.2, which means they get 9.2 years of benefits. And the average female's life expectancy is 81.1, which they get 14 point one years of benefit. So now you look at this and you say, Pat, what's the big deal? I don't understand it. Here's the big deal. The program was initially created for those that in case you live too long, let us help you out with some payments here because you, got a, you need some payment plan from the government to support you. It wasn't a source of retirement. It was in case you outlived, which means if we take the same exact formula, of how it was started in 1935. And look at it for today. This is when the benefits need to start today if we go exactly on how FDR and his administration introduced Social Security to the American people. So the average life expectancy today in 2019 for a female is 81.4 and for a male is 76.36, okay? So remember over here where female was 1.1 year less than what the life expectancy was, and for male was 5.1 years less than what the life expectancy was. That means the average benefit for female would start at 82 and a half, and the average benefit for male would start at 81.46. You take the average of the two, 82 years. If Social Security today, the benefits, was set up the same exact way that it was in 1935, benefits would need to start at 82 years old today. 82 years old. Can you imagine if somebody on the campaign trail right now for presidential election where everybody's saying Medicare for all, this for all, I want to be able to eliminate school loans, I want to be able to eliminate this. Imagine somebody on campaign trail says, I I think America's broke. 
Yeah, I think America doesn't have any money. I think we think America is rich, but man, America's in a lot of debt. I think we need to really consider raising the uh, Social Security benefits to 82 years old, similar to how it was when it was first introduced by FDR. What do you think would happen to that candidate? Boom! They're off. There's no way in the world anyone's going to vote for that person because people want that benefits. And a lot of this is the politicians to blame because they keep giving more free things, more free things, and people keep voting for it. And now America's paying a price for it. Now let's look at the dollar amount. Let's look at the dollar amount. 1937, there was a total number of 53,000 beneficiaries receiving benefits. Now keep this in mind. It's 53,000 on roughly 130 million people living in America at that time. The total benefits that America had to pay per year was roughly $1.278 million, not a billion dollars, million dollars. It was an average of $24 of payment per beneficiary per year, not per month. Let me say this again, $24 per year in 1937 to only 53,000 people, which in today's dollars, that $24 is really $430 if you do the inflation math in it. So what does that really mean? By the way, the $430 a year compared to today is $16,258 per year. It went from being a supplemental. Hey, I know America's going through tough times. It's great depressions, challenging times. Here's an additional $430 to help you out. Not retire, because it's only $24 per year and today's dollars $430. Here's some money to help you out with. Here's some money to help you out with. Over the years, politicians turn it into a retirement plan. So look what happens next. In 1940, now we have 222,000 people receiving the benefits. $35 million cost, then it went to $157 per year, which is in today's dollars, 2,817. Then we went to 3.5 million, it was about uh, 961 million per year, $276 per payment, which is around 3,000 today's dollars. Then we went 14.9 million, we can go all the way up. If you want the PDF, we'll have the PDF for you at the end, so stick around for that part. But today, 63 million people benefit from this. 63 million people are taking Social Security today. Out of 330 million people in America, it's costing us $1 trillion, $22 per year. $1.22 trillion per year. That is 25% of our annual expenses, U.S. expenses, is all due to Social Security. 25% is Social Security. 16,258 on average is what we're experiencing today with Social Security. So you look at this math here and say, wait a minute, Pat, is that real? These are the numbers. Go look at them. Do your own research, matter of fact. Now let's go through some of the dollars on this side. You look at this and you say, so how does it work today? Because some people take benefits at 62. Is it really 62? Is it 65, 67? What is the real age? If you take Social Security at 62, you get 70% of the benefits. If you take it at 65, it's 86.7%. If you take it at 67, it's 100%. Now, this is for folks who are born after 1960. Pre-1960, the numbers favor them a little bit more. Post-1960, you're looking at the numbers you're looking at. So now, let's get into it. Remember how I said to you, the real cost is 25% of America's expenses per year? This is America if it was a business. I'm going to keep reminding for everybody to realize the basic math of this. We bring in $3.3 trillion per year. That's income. That's revenues coming in, right? But America spends $4.1 trillion per year, which is a loss of $800 billion per year. And because of that, here's our total unfunded liabilities. U.S.'s total unfunded liabilities, which means 
we have not paid for this, we're gonna be paying for this, what's the total amount? If you go on US Debt Clock website, you can see the link where you normally share this debt clock, it tells you to the second where we are today, and when I did it, it's probably gonna be higher when you do it, when I did it, Social Security, unpaid commitment is 20 trillion dollars 60 billion 20 trillion 60 billion dollars that we haven't yet paid out that we got to pay out and last year alone was a trillion dollars for unfunded liabilities with medicare is roughly 31 trillion dollars but total unfunded liabilities of america you ready 127 trillion 248 618 123 when we did it just now 126 trillion dollars and people say America's rich? America's the richest country in the world. Based on what? I know a lot of people that I go into their house, they got exotic cars, they got, you know, Bugattis, they got Rolls Royce, they got $300,000 watches, $46,000 suits, and oh my gosh, this guy is so rich. He lives in a $20 million house, and then I look at their finances. They're in debt so much money, they have no idea what the hell to do. Just because these guys make a lot of money per year doesn't make them rich. They spend more than they make. They are so broke, you have no idea. They're about to lose it all. It's a glass house story, and that's exactly what's going on with America. Why? Because politicians kept selling, kept selling, kept selling, and we kept voting. We kept voting. We kept voting. We kept voting. Yes, more free. Yes, more free. Now, here's what's going on. Smaller countries who don't have this kind of liabilities are richer than America is. Nobody talks about Norway. Kai's from Norway. We were talking about this the other day. Norway is richer than America is if you go simply based on basic needs analysis of what a financial advisor at these big firms do when you look at their income, assets versus their liabilities that they have. So now, Pat, uh, I, I, I don't really get it. What are you saying? Are you saying we su you're suggesting raising that to 82? I mean, it's one of the things you got to do. Are you saying we lower the amount of payments? It's another thing we got to do. So, so what is really the solution? Let me bring you back. It's not that easy to say it's black and white, and here's what we got to do. There's five ways we rely on retirement. You and I, our family, our parents, our grandparents rely on retirement, and it's kind of adjusted over the years. Okay, so let's go through some of them. One of them is based on your investments and savings. If you do a good job saving money, investing money, guess what? When you get to a certain age, you're not relying on anybody to take you in retirement because you've done a good job saving money. Instead of doing a barbecue every weekend with your friends and having uh, cases of beer and all this stuff, you know what you did? You set that money aside. Instead of going to Europe every year, maybe you went to another place. New York costs you a third of the vacation. Instead of living in the house you wanted to live in, maybe you bought a smaller house and set aside and did some investments. So investments and savings is one. The other one is family. For many years, grandparents live with kids. It's like, hey, who's going to live here? Well, grandma's got a room upstairs or she's got her room over there. You know, our grandparents are living over here. They help raise the kids so we don't have to have a cost for a nanny and we don't have to find a place for them to live. So you don't have a rent, you don't have this. They help with food and they kind of help with this. Kind of worked out. We're not doing that anymore in America, right? You know, grandparents have to live by themselves and kids are kind of like, well, mom, I got my own life to live in. That's the culture we have in America, right? So family, all that stuff, that's another cost. Then you have company 401ks, right? You rely on a company to take care of an employee. I work for your company, you take care of me. Matter of fact, there used to be a time when the whole debate took place with Ford and their employees, when there was a strike, Ford employees came for a, a pension plan and said, if we give you a certain amount of our lives and we work for you, we want to be able to be taken care of in return. And Ford finally, with the union they negotiated, said yes. But in 1980, we had 112,000 pension plans in America. Today, we only have 24,000 pension plans in America. So companies, 
are being pushed around with taxes where they're like, listen, I can't afford to do pension. I'll just do 401k, right? I'll just do 401k. Now, the benefit of 401k is if the company goes belly flop, you can take your 401k to another company. But sometimes the pension is linked to the company stocks. And if the company goes belly flop, so does your pension. So it's not really protected. So there's a lot of that going on with company. Then you have the government. Should the government take care of us? I mean, it's costing you know, 25% of their expenses per year to fund Social Security. Should we all rely on the company or should we rely on you know, us continuing working, right? Because a lot of people nowadays are like, well, you gotta retire early. You, know, you gotta retire early. Who the hell came up with this whole thing about retiring early anyways? You know how many people, when they retire, they feel like they're getting closer to death and psychologically it messes with them. I don't even want to have an age determined. Why do you make me think 65 is the age or 67 is the age? Don't give me an age. Let me continue transitioning out, right? My dad is 70, uh, 1942, 77 years old. He's still working, not because he has to. He's where I said, Dad, what are you doing? Here's his answer to me. He says, what do you want me to do? I said, why don't you come move to Dallas? He says, man, every time I make something, I feel good about it. I got to make something to feel like I'm still giving value. Why do you want me to retire? My dad gets upset with me when I'm on the selfish side as a son. I want him to be right next to my kids so grandkids can get some value from their grandpa. And he says, just level with me, man. Let me work. Please let me work. The moment I stop working, I die. This is my dad telling me this. I'm not 77. He is. I'm 40. So we're looking at this whole retirement thing, and in a way... The, the companies are partially to blame. The government's partially to blame. We are partially to blame because we voted and we kind of allowing others to adjust the way we think. You know, some of the family rituals and cultures is also something that we got to look at because family, you got to also do your part where your kids want to support you. It's not a one-dimensional answer. It's a lot of different things. All I'm saying to you is I'm going to speak to you. You are listening to me. Forget about if they're Andrew Yang fans and saying, the hell with you, Yang gang, $1,000 a month for everybody. We are the richest. We can afford to pay $1.5 trillion. No problem. That's your views. You know, I can't believe you said this. Bernie, we got to write off all the college debt, that government, $1.6 trillion. We got, you know, Elizabeth Warren, this. Oh, we got to go, you know, Trump, we need more military. You're saying this. is All I'm saying to you is the following. I'm speaking to you, the individual. I'm not talking politics. I'm speaking to you, the individual. Okay, you. You and I are speaking. Nobody else. Hear me out. Let me just give you my points here. Okay, for me, this is my recommendation to you. Don't let anybody put a retirement age in your head. Don't put it. Don't even let that word linger and come into your head. Use the word transition for you. Transition. I'm not going to retire. I don't want to believe I'm going to retire, okay? Some of us, like my dad, are going to work 40 hours a week at 77 years old because you want to. There's a lot of people that work to the very, very end because they want to keep building. In your mind, maybe you go from working 40 hours to 20 hours to 10 hours, but you're transitioning into still doing something because you got to be able to earn your own income. You cannot rely on the government or your 401k to take. You cannot do that. This is going to blow up eventually. It's just a time bomb. This is not going to, and by the way, this is not going like this. This is going like this. You're going to pay a price for this. A lot of people are worried about climate change. I get climate change. I find, I understand it. Maybe we'll do a video on it. This is, this is going to affect everybody living in America. Everybody living in America. And that's when all of a sudden the market goes like this, a sudden crash like this. Because this is real dollars. This is not hypothetical without something we've seen. This is pure proof that we know this is going to be taking place. Number one, get a little bit more serious about your money. Understand the rules of money and how it works. Understand the game, the doubles game. Understand it. Get clear on that part. Number two, 
get the skill set, constantly fine-tune your skill set so your skill set can advance for years and you're always adapting with how automation, AI, everything is moving, keep adapting. You may be 60 years old watching this. If your skill set was good for the 80s and 90s but not good today, you better start finding a skill set that's going to be good for 2025, not 2020. 2025, like what, what do you need to start looking for? Where you can find a way to, you can't rely on taxi and Uber. If you're 61 years old saying that pays me an additional $2,000 a month, because that's gonna be going away. You have to start thinking about those adjustments yourself, your investments. Stop just wasting all this money. Start being a little bit more frugal with your money. Start saving your money, investing your money. Start getting very serious about it. Don't just wing it. If your company offers a 401k plan or benefits plan and they match, start putting all the money in there if they're matching. Not all your money, but whatever, the, if, they're, if they're matching 100% up to 5% or 100% up to 4% or 50%, nothing's going to give you better returns than that. Actually go sit with your person and ask them, what are the funds for our 401k? Start getting serious about your money. Because if you rely on this to take care of you and this to take care of you, times have changed. It is on you, you, and you. That's the only way we can be a little bit more free. Without being affected by this, without being affected by this, you are going to be affected by this, but not as much if you're able to control yourself. That's what I would do if I were you, and that's the history of Social Security. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And by the way, if you haven't already subscribed to Valuetainment on iTunes, please do so. Give us a five-star, write a review if you haven't already. And if you have any questions for me that you may have, you can always find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Just search my name, Patrick Bidavid, and I actually do respond back when you snap me or send me a message on Instagram. With that being said, have a great day today. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.